Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 87. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. My name is Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned business growth strategist, helping entrepreneurs around the world to make six and seven figure leaps in their business. Each week, we bring you multiple episodes designed to help you go further faster in accomplishing your goals and dreams. Now let's get down to business. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am thrilled to be here today with public speaker, productivity coach, and author of the best-selling book, The 5 a.m. Miracle, Dominate Your Day Before Breakfast. Jeff Sanders is the host of the 5 a.m. Miracle podcast, which is ranked number one in iTunes in the self-help and business categories. It's been nominated for four podcast awards and exceeded 2.5 million downloads. He is a 10-time marathon runner, personal development junkie, and passionate raw vegan. Every week, you can find Jeff writing and speaking at jeffsanders.com. Jeff, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Kelly. Excited to be here today. Man, I'm pumped up to have you here because you know what, Jeff? I don't know if you listen to Unstoppable Success Radio, but I talk a lot about how my peak hours are 5 to 7 in the morning. It's when I kind of crush through the majority of my work for the day. So I'm super excited to learn more about the 5 a.m. miracle. Can you give us some background on the book? And uh, let's let's dig right in here. Sure. That's, I'm, I'm excited that that's, uh, those are good hours for you. It's definitely uh, my time of the day is you know, 5 a.m., uh, which the whole kind of story for me started about five years ago. I was working a full-time job. I had a side business, which is what I do now full-time. And so I had you know day job, side business, plus a marathon I was training for. And to fit all of that in my, in my day was becoming very difficult. So I was running out of time really fast and realized the only way for me to train for my marathon was to actually wake up at 5 a.m. and go for a run then. And at the time, I was definitely not a morning person. I thought I was a night owl. I thought you know I would wake up at the very last second and rush to get ready for work and then leave the house stressed out and the day would begin in a chaotic fashion. And I wanted to change things up to make time for my run. And when I tried it, it was just this miraculous experience. And I realized, wow, like there's this thing, this time of the day that I've been missing out on. And so I continued the practice throughout the marathon training. And then when the race was over, I continued to get out of bed early to use that time for personal projects and for all these things I wanted to do. And I, when I realized kind of the magic that was happening for me, this miracle that was happening at 5 a.m., that was kind of the sparked this idea that I wanted this to be part of what I was talking about with my blog. And then I created a podcast based on it. And then because of the podcast, I got a book deal. And the next thing you know, like the 5 a.m. miracle has become like what I do all the time is I talk about why early mornings are so phenomenal and how they're so effective uh, if you have a plan and you wake up early and, and you make the most of that time. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I couldn't agree more. So let me ask you this. I, I would love to know your philosophy on this, Jeff. How many hours a day do you believe that the average person is actually productive? I've heard stats on this before that the average you know, employee who works an eight-hour shift only actually does three and a half hours of real work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's actually kind of a high estimate. I think most people do less than that. Um, I know that in my own life, even when I'm being really productive, there's only a certain number of hours a day where I am truly focused and getting high-quality work done. I and mean, you can be busy all day but never really get anything done. Oh, and I couldn't I, agree more. The way that my life you know, has kind of made this transition the last few years is I'm trying to create these you know, sections of time, focus blocks of time where I can actually be truly effective and productive. And in and, and my life, that's probably between three and four hours a day of really high quality time. And the rest of the day, I'm just kind of doing things, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it productivity. It's just like I'm busy. And so I'm trying to create 
as many hours as I can that are getting things done, uh, but to do so in a very intelligent and, and well-planned way. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, you know, I think the average person is really only productive just a few hours a day. And you know, that that's why I asked the question. I've heard those stats before and I think they're high as well. Um, from many years of management and leadership, I think that um, the average person is productive a few hours a day. So tell me more about the concept behind, you know, dominate your day before breakfast and some of the principles that you teach people there that can help them to master their time and, and really own their results. I think that for me, my 5 a.m. miracle always begins the night before. And this is a lesson I had to learn the hard way, which is, you know, if you're going to go to bed at midnight, 5 a.m. is very early. But if you go to bed on time, uh, it actually is a very normal and and really well-prepared, you know, evening routine that flows into a a great night's sleep. That means that when 5 a.m., you know, the alarm clock goes off, you're ready to get out of bed and go. And so for me, everything begins with intentionally planning my day starting from the night before. And so I'll have a set bedtime and usually, you know, 9 or 9.30. Uh, I have a strict 8 p.m. evening boundary where I want to stop my work for the day. So turn off the television, turn off the computer, turn off the phone. You know, stop doing all that work so I can just get a shower, read a book, and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And that for me is where the magic really starts. And then if I, if I do that effectively, then I can go to sleep, I can get good rest, wake up the next day, and then with an intentional plan, approach my morning hours and think that that's one of the key principles that I, I love to teach of this idea of just the simplicity of having a written plan and if you follow it and then you tweak it over time and, and update it you can actually carve out this ideal sense of how you want to begin your day where you can spend time on your most important priorities your biggest goals in your life and then over time you'll see dramatic change because you will be accomplishing those goals you've been trying to find time for that you now actually have time to work on Yeah, no, love it. I I couldn't agree more. I think it's all about clarity, simplicity. And and I would love to hear your philosophy on this because I I share this a lot on the podcast. I think the less that you're trying to do, the more successful and profitable you will be. So I'm a huge fan of pulling in the focus and really getting clear on, you know, three to five things at any given time, no more than that, certainly, that are the priorities. Um, Tell me a little bit about what you teach around simplifying your focus and about, you know, the number of core objectives that you're working on and, and that type of thing. Well, actually, right now in my office, I have a vision board and on there, I I write out my weekly goals and my monthly goals and my quarterly goals. And in addition to that, I added a new section recently that says this is top priority. And under that, it says the word minimalism. And I wrote that in intentionally because that's what I am constantly trying to remind myself to do, which is to do less. And this idea that if I try to do more, I'm only going to get stressed out. I'm only going to get overly busy and it doesn't actually add to my life. It takes away so much. So all I'm ever trying to do with my, my, my quarterly goals is to work towards one or two main objectives. Mm-hmm. And the month is the same thing, one or two smaller kind of milestone goals. And then every week might be a few more like smaller tasks. But once again, it's really refined to a very select few things that I know are going to move the needle the most. And so in my book, I talk about sorry, <clears throat> I talk about this uh, quarterly goals as being the kind of the core of how I plan my year. So as opposed to a 12-month series of goals, which people tend to procrastinate on, um, I divide my life into just you know 90-day chunks and say, in this next 90 days, what's the most important thing I could possibly get done? And so I'm working towards that. 
And like I said before, it's usually just one or two major things, because if I try to take on more than that, I'm just going to be overly busy and not achieve anything. And so I backwards plan from there. And I say, well, if I have one major goal this quarter, how will I make progress on that this month? How will this week I make progress on that? How will today I make significant progress towards that at 5 a.m.? And with that in mind, everything is, a, is very simplistic and very narrowed in on the fewest number of things possible. Yeah, no, that's perfect. I love that. Um, so tell us a little bit, how have things shifted in terms of your business and the way that you run your business, the core objectives that you focus on your business? Tell me a little bit about that transformation. I think one of the things I find with the entrepreneurs that I coach and hear from all the time is that, you know, I, I think a lot of entrepreneurs uh, work very, very hard. Um, but not necessarily on the things that are going to serve them in the best way possible or really make the biggest difference in their bottom line. So since you really made this whole 5 a.m. miracle like the focal point of your business and made the shift for yourself, what were the biggest changes that have happened in the way that you structure your time and, and the streams of income in your business? Well, it's a good question. I think that the way that I've been focusing is kind of that, that same idea of revenue generation. If that's kind of, you know, if the goal is to grow a business and you want to make money, um, I can only do a few certain things each day. And so I've identified, you know, here are the three main income streams that I want to focus on. And I want to make sure that those are integrated into my quarterly goals and monthly goals. So I am directly working towards those. Um, I mean, the 5A miracle comes into play in, in a lot of ways because I like to make sure that my early mornings are focused around me uh, tackling something that matters to me. Uh, generally speaking, I, my morning hours are about health and fitness and energy production. Uh, sometimes I won't do a workout. I'll wake up and just tackle an important work project. Uh, but one thing I've definitely shifted gears on over time is to spend less time on kind of the vanity metrics like Facebook fans or Twitter followers and moving more towards, you know, what value can I produce? Like, what can I create that I can sell? What can I, you know, really spend time on that's going to add a lot of value to my customers, uh, which will then in turn grow my business? And I think that even just asking those kinds of questions has led me to make a dramatic shift in where my time goes every day. Because uh, there's so many things to be distracted by, so many shiny objects and you know fancy new gadgets that I, I can't spend my time in that because it's actually not going to serve me. And so I really have to ask the question all the time, you know, what is going to make the biggest difference in my business? And then how can I guarantee time on my calendar for those activities? Yeah, perfect. No, I love it. So talk to us a little bit. You know, a lot of people out there, Jeff, obviously struggle with overwhelm and information overload and they're in, you know, buried deep down um, in that pile of uh, to-dos, right? And, and instead of working on their business, much of the time they're working in their business. So help our listeners get a game plan quickly for how they can begin to dig out of that. Well, I think the best thing to do, uh, back to this idea of minimalism, is you've got to cut stuff. I think that overwhelm only happens when we've said yes to way too many things. And I know that I am just as guilty of this as anybody else. And I, in fact, that's been like my, my major focus in the last few months is trying to figure out, you know, what can I cut from my life? Because the more things yes. I cut, the more time I actually have and energy and money I have for the things that really do matter. And so I, I started with the very physical, obvious stuff, like being a minimalist in my clothing, like cutting out like how many things I own, you know, going to my kitchen, going to my garage. And then I moved that same principle to my business, like in my web, the web design that I'm using, you know, how do I cut things there? It's too much clutter on the site. How do I cut projects I've committed to or appointments that I've scheduled? I think if anything, the more of those things that I am cutting, the more time I have to then think about, well, what actually matters to me and how can that you know, be closer and closer to the beginning of my day and really get my priority and my best energy. 
And so if anything, that's what I'm trying to do. And whenever I do that effectively, my overwhelm disappears. Like I, I'm so much more creative and energetic and excited about my work because I'm not going to deal with all the distractions and all the noise that comes with having just too much stuff and too many projects and too many commitments because all that does is make you stressed out. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think saying no has to become a part of your very frequently used language to uh, get to a point where you're really at optimal peak performance. Uh, one of the things that you said, Jeff, that I thought was really, really interesting is that you said you use a lot of your peak hours every day for actual like physical health and wellness and to really make sure that you're at a, a peak performance overall and that you're able to perform at a, at a high level, you know, personally, professionally, whatever it is. Um, I think that's really interesting, you know, given that one of the biggest trends that we see out there today, not just in the entrepreneurial space, but also in the corporate space is that people are just so reckless with their health. And, and it's so easy to happen. It's happened to all of us. I know it's happened to me where, you know, you get so focused and you're you're so driven towards your goals and you're working so hard um, that many times it's easy to put your health and wellness really at the bottom of the list and you know obviously that's a dangerous trend it's something that we've all kind of had times where we've slipped into but um, tell me a little bit about that decision I know obviously you're a marathon runner so it's it's a hobby and a passion of yours but I'm sure there's more to it than that yeah I think for me health was it was never a thing I really cared about until I was probably in my mid-20s. Um, I went through this massive transformation to change my diet. Um, and I, I realized in that point I wanted to be a healthier person. I didn't want to kind of just feel exhausted or look in the mirror and not like who I saw in the mirror. And so that process for me just began with eating healthier. And I fell in love with running as that, that became my go-to hobby. But I realized that as I was digging into those things, that I had more energy, that I was more positive, and that that was playing a major role in me feeling better and getting more work done. And so there's a strong connection that I realized over the last few years between how healthy I am and how good I feel and then therefore how much I'm able to produce every day. And so productivity goes up as my health and wellness goes up. And so I'm always trying to ask myself, like, how do I guarantee time to take care of myself because I know that I feel better and I get more done? And so that for me, like running marathons is, it, yeah, it's a fun hobby and you could choose whatever you want to, you know, to do to be physically fit. But I find that the more I'm running, the more I enjoy my life and the more I want to get work done. Not to mention the fact that a lot of the work that I do is very creative and very like gets really intense sometimes. And I need a break from that. I've got to walk away or else I'm just going to burn out. And I find that I get so many creative ideas when I'm not working, you know, and my brain's a chance to relax. Then I get those amazing epiphanies and come back to work later, excited and refreshed and ready to go. And so if anything, if I don't work out, I know it. I can feel it in my body that mm -hmm. I've been too stressed, that I'm not doing what I should be doing. And so I need to get back to it. And I, I can just really feel it in my bones that I'm not taking care of myself. But I know that when I do, I feel better and things work. So uh, it's always that question of how to get back to it, how to guarantee time for it because it works. Yeah, no, brilliant. I love it. Guaranteed time for it. And I, you know, I think scheduling it in and making it a priority in your life is just so important. I know I noticed, you know, for myself, even just now that the weather has finally changed and it's nice out, I've been getting outside and exercising more outside and it changes your perspective. It changes your energy level. You're able to think more clearly. You know, you are more productive when you are working. There's so many benefits to it, right? Um, beyond just the benefit of, you know, physically, you know, 
exercising. And so I, I love how you say, how do you guarantee that you make it a priority and that it's going to happen? That's that's awesome. Um, so what are some of the top trends that that you've come across um, just in terms of peak productivity and, and things that we haven't touched on here yet um, around rapid business growth, you know, around those that take these concepts that you're, you know, focused on here because, you know, that's really the core of what our show is about. And what are the, what are the concepts that you teach that you feel have had the biggest impact on individuals, you know, ability to impact the speed of their business growth? Well, I think that some of the the clients I've worked with before, I know that they are, they're looking for that exact thing. They want to grow their business faster or some of them, you know, they're, whether they're CEOs, their company or their, you know, startups, or they have worked in, you know, a company that has a lot of pressure for them to perform. uh, They're looking for ways for them to stay on top of their game. I think that if anything, with the 5 a.m. miracle, with this question of when I get up, what am I going to do next? That just pairs directly to, well, what are your highest priorities? Mm-hmm. And if growing your business quickly is your highest priority, if you know revenue growth is, is top of mind, then what are you going to do at five o'clock in the morning that's going to make that happen? And if that's your question, then you're waking up thinking about your most important priority, you're, you're scheduling it, you're carving time out for it, and then you're doing it. And also, this plays into the idea that you know our brains are most alert and most active early in the day. If you're going to utilize that time in an effective way, then later in the day when you're tired, it's not as nearly as important because you have done your best work. You've dominated your day before breakfast, yeah. right? You've done these things when it mattered most, and you've got a lot of progress out of that. So the rest of the day could be more geared towards you know maybe a healthier life balance. So you're not too you know stressed out or too crazy. Uh, but I think that if anything, if you want something important, a, a major priority. It has to be guaranteed in your schedule, and it's ideal if that's scheduled when you are most alert, most focused, most ready to tackle that project. Um, and of course, that directly applies to business growth because that's you know you care about it that much, you want it to go quickly. Well, then schedule it at a time where you you know you can actually tackle that project, yeah, and you'll yeah. see a lot of progress there. Yeah. Perfect. No, that that's excellent. And I think also, you know, breaking goals down into manageable um, chunks and understanding what the what the key projects within the projects are and, and setting uh, effective milestones, you know, things that actually can be accomplished in the time frame in which you have to accomplish them, I think is really important. Because I think a lot of times, you know, you you set goals and you don't break them down effectively. And then it's such a big animal that there's no way you can ever really tackle that project. It's like you have to understand the projects within the project, each piece of the puzzle, and then set goals that are actually attainable so that you have the energy and passion to keep moving to get to that next milestone, right? Yeah, I think it's so it's just so common to try to think like you can do so much more than you actually have time for. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also find that when I am extremely focused and I'm and I have a very specific thing to tackle, that I can move very quickly through that thing and get a lot done. And so again, it's kind of this like this really fine balance. And you have to figure out kind of how you operate and what your project requires, but you can get better at the skill of estimating time and and figuring out how to make those bite-sized pieces attainable and schedule those at the right times. Uh, if anything, I, I try to use a, a pattern or a priority of saying, you know, when I schedule activities for my day, I'm going to intentionally schedule less than I, I normally would because I know that things will pop up. I know that things are going to take longer than I expect. And so I have to kind of under schedule every day by a pretty large margin because things are always going to show up and, and kind of throw me off track. And when I do that, then I actually follow through with the things I had planned on. And that helps a lot with, you know, with balance and actually staying on schedule. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, that's smart. Very, very smart. I think building in the white space is, is so critical to actually getting your, your top priorities accomplished. So that's that's perfect. I mean, so many valuable tips for people here. I hope everybody is taking notes and really soaking this in. Um, so Jeff, obviously your podcast has blown up. I mean, you've had unbelievable success. Um, you know, you've achieved, you know, number one in iTunes. You know, you're averaging 10,000, you know, downloads per episode within the first 30 days. You've been nominated for all of these awards you've interviewed you know some of the best of the best like Deepak Chopra and David Allen and Bob Proctor so what are some of the secrets to your success there and kind of what role does your podcast play in your overall business now like are you spending most of your time speaking or you know teaching like what is what is the 5 a.m miracle business look like today well the podcast is really the core of everything that I do that was and I would say that was planned. Um, I knew that probably about three and a half years ago now, I first began the plan of the podcast. I intentionally set out to create a show because I'd wanted to be a podcaster for a long time, uh, but I knew that I wasn't going to launch a show unless I was going to take it really seriously. And so I bought a lot of nice equipments. I you know, bought some training on how to do podcasting well. I followed who these experts were. They were doing it well. And I modeled everything I was doing after these you know expert podcasters. And then from day one, I wanted to make sure that I was going to be committed to the process to making the show the best it could be. And I think that that's what really played into the show doing well was that I was taking it seriously and I, I wanted it to be a core of my business. And at this point, the podcast is really kind of, the, it's the hub for everything. And people find me most often through the show. Uh, the show leads to me finding coaching clients or I got a book deal because of it or speaking engagements. Like it is the best marketing tool I've ever had. And if anything, that's what I want to stay focused on is creating a lot of valuable content for that. So that leads to other opportunities. So uh, on a daily you know, or weekly basis, yes, I spend plenty of time podcasting. Um, I spend a lot of time speaking, um, some time coaching. That's a little less now because um, I'm gearing up towards launching some courses in the next few months. And so if anything, it's just I have my hands in everything. Uh, but if, of all the things that I do, podcasting is by far the most important because it leads to everything else. Yeah, I the podcast has been for me definitely the biggest attraction tool um, that we've launched so far, and and really has moved into kind of the centerpiece of my business as well. And it's amazing, um, number one, how much fun it is, right? Um, but number two, you know, the impact that you can make, and I'm sure you know that's got to be a huge motivator for you, um, the amount of lives that you can touch and the amount of people that you can help and just the ability to, you know, share, you know, yourself and, and what you've learned and, and how you can help people in a free medium um, with people. I mean, I know for me, it's been very fulfilling. I'm sure it's been that for you as well. Oh, yeah. Podcasting is an incredible medium. I think it's, it's just so personal. Like people are literally like have their, you know, your voice in their head. And I think it's a very powerful thing. And I, I've always found that like the impact that I'm having through podcasting far exceeds that of everything else I've ever done, even with the book. And I think that that's because it's the, the podcast is there every week. People can listen to my voice. They can hear that message. They can hear if I'm passionate or not. Like they can hear the, the truth in what I'm saying. And if anything, I think that that's a connection you just don't get anywhere else. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I think that's I think that's the best part for sure. Um, no, that's awesome. Well, I know for me, I've learned a ton from John Lee Dumas. He's been on the show, and we learned a lot about you know launching and growing the podcast there. Who are some of the people that you you know really you know helped you on your journey? I know you said that was one of the key things, and I talk a lot about that on this show. You know, find the people that are doing what you want to do and learn everything you possibly can from them. Who else has helped you on your journey of podcasting? 
with podcasting in the very beginning, I looked to Cliff Ravenscraft, who is the podcast answer man. Yes. Well, technical yep. side. Um, so everything, all that podcasting equipment that I own is directly from him, like the microphone, the mixer, uh, everything. And so I, I understand very little of what I'm using, but I know it works well, which is great. Um, <laughs> yeah. I also learned a lot from Michael Hyatt because he has a very popular podcast and I modeled like literally almost word for word, my initial script off of his show. I was literally just like stealing his stuff. Um, but I, I customize it from there, but that's, he was a major influence in how I wanted to kind of structure my show with terms of content and how I wanted to deliver, you know, kind of the value through that. Um, Pat Flynn was a big influence in terms of marketing and finding, you know, different ways to uh, bring in different new ideas and creativity. So lots of different people over the years. I mean, since then, it's been a lot of new people. But uh, in the beginning, uh, those three were the ones I leaned on the most as far as learning about uh, podcasting in general. Yeah, no, and they're they're all excellent role models and, you know, definitely people doing some really phenomenal work. I always like to hear, um, you know, what, what people have influenced and, and supported, you know, other successful people that we interview on the show on, on their journey. So um, as we kind of bring it to a close here, Jeff, um, any top tools, strategies, you know, other books besides the, the 5 a.m. miracle that you would recommend, you know, for our listeners just to up their game, get optimal, and, and really, you know, take their business and life to the next level. There's a couple of books that I have read multiple times in the last couple of years that I have been recommending just over and over again. I just think that they're just amazing. Um, and they have the same basic message. The books are The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papazan. And the second one is Essentialism by Greg McEwen. And both of those books have basically the same idea, which is you do less. You, you become an essentialist. You choose your one thing. You focus like crazy. And when you do that, you can achieve more. And the same idea we discussed earlier in this interview, like that whole concept just plays out in so many different areas of your life. And when you can identify that thing that matters most to you in whatever area of your life it is, you can gear your whole life towards that thing and actually achieve it. And then you just see the progress from there. So if anything, essentialism is an awesome book. The one thing is an awesome book. Um, in terms of a tool, there is one thing that I've used there that's been probably the best for me in the last three years, which is I moved over to a digital task manager. Uh, the one that I use is called Nozbe. That's N-O-Z-B-E. Um, another popular tool like that is Asana that a lot of people use for their teams. Um, basically, the, the core idea behind those, those tools is that you have one location for all of your tasks, that mm -hmm. everything in your life is in one place. So you can you know, consolidate it all there. You can schedule your life from there very effectively. And all your new ideas, everything you want to do all goes in the system. So you can very effectively see what you've committed to and what you've not. And then that's what I live out of every single day. And by having that tool available, uh, I am so much more effective and more focused uh, than I ever was before using either paper planners or a random calendar. I think that having an actual dedicated task manager makes a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. We we use an online tool for managing our team here as well, and that has made a massive, massive difference. I think just in eliminating the emails back and forth saves you like yeah. hours every week, right? Oh, totally. I think that's that's a huge part of. It. I know whether it's Slack or whatever system people use. I think it's great to yeah. Email is such a terrible time waster sometimes. Yeah, definitely. So obviously, people need to uh, head on out there and check out the Five AM Miracle book, the Five AM Miracle podcast. Um, anything else that you're really super excited about right now that you want people to get their hands on, or that you want to draw people's attention to before we uh, before we close things out here, Jeff? Well, if anything, if you're looking for a public speaker, I'd be happy to come talk to you. That's kind of the next, uh, the big, biggest thing I'm working on since the book came out is, is taking the book, uh, you know, in person, talking to whoever I can. So if that's on your radar, I'm here. 
All right. That's awesome. Well, Jeff, incredible value today. Thank you so much for everything that you shared. There's no way that anyone listening did not, you know, get two, three, four, five things out of this session that they can put into practice right away. I love the focus on the minimalism and simplicity and focus and just how that can, you know, impact your positivity, your performance, your entire life. So thank you for everything that you shared here today, Jeff. Well, thank you, Kelly. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. That's a wrap. You are listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you are not already registered for our next upcoming Profit Class, all you have to do is text Profit Class to 44222. We're walking through all the strategies that you need to put in place in your business to attract more clients, scale your business, and leverage your time so you can make more money, have fun doing it, and enjoy a business that's built around your life. So to get in on all the action, all you have to do is text Profit Class to 44222. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you're not already a member of my private email community, I want you to text the word IGNITE to 44222. Text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get all the resources, trainings, swipe files, and tips I only share there. If you're not already a member, all you have to do is text IGNITE to 44222 to get in on all the action. Thanks so much.